Sometimes you just want the quick facts. No opinions, no speculation. I'm Claire Thornton, an audio editor with USA Today. My team works around the clock to bring you the Five Things podcast. Every morning, me and my co-host Taylor Wilson help you know what to keep an eye out for that day. We always have a fresh mix of stories, from politics to entertainment to sports, covering all parts of the country. On Sundays, you can lean back with in-depth episodes about stories you may have heard earlier that week. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite shows and start listening to Five Things today. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds. Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission? To harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms. To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the geek culture podcast from the USA Today Network. Thank you so much for joining us, and happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy day after Thanksgiving. Yay. Uh, Let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games. And what's getting me through this week is... um, I've been playing a lot of NBA 2K21, which is a video game that is based on the NBA, Um, if you didn't know that. Uh, It is a lot of fun. Part of what has made this a lot of fun is that my son has gotten into it now, and so we both play each other a lot, which is fantastic. Um, It's also cool, too, because this is the newer version um, that is available for like PS5, so the players look scary real, Um, the crowds look scary real, the whole game looks way too real. But um, obviously one of my favorite parts has been playing with my son because he's gotten into basketball since. But he's also a really hardcore trash talker, which has been fun. So, But it's kind of funny, too, because he'll trash talk me, and then I'll start winning. And then he's like, hey, Dad, can you let me win now? And I'm like, okay. And then the second he starts winning, he's trash talking again. So it's kind of hilarious. But um, it's been a lot of fun, and um, the game's really good. I really enjoy it. Um, If you like basketball, it's definitely worth picking up. I'm Brian Truitt, I watch movies, and uh, what's getting me through this week is Madden, which is getting me through every week. Pretty much that. Classic. Lots lots of Madden. Well, it's now like the, it's now the, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's it's like, it's usually called Harvest, but it's like now it's Autumn Blast, all these like turkey day things, and like like you have to play as kids and, and dads, and like... The kids are like really small football players who are like really fast, but they're easy to tackle. Yeah, they they every year that Madden does like a whole like Thanksgiving thing with Ultimate Team. So that's what's getting me through this week because I need my Night Train Lane. I need Night Train Lane as my <laughs> cornerback. That's pretty much where I'm at in in life. Uh, and I'm Kelly Lawler. I watch television, and what's getting me through this week is I've been rewatching Friends as I unpack. I've finally moved into my new house, um, which, let me tell you, was so fun during a pandemic. Um, but uh, I just wanted something to be on in the background, 
And I have to have stuff on that my husband doesn't want to watch someday because I already watched too many things for work without him. And I watch at a very quick pace and he, he takes forever to watch television. He pauses. He's watching Psych right now and he pauses like five times every episode to be like, oh, it's this person who did it. Oh, it's this person. Oh, um, Sean and Jules are going to get together. Like... It's very frustrating for someone who was binge watching before it had a name for that. Um, but uh, anyway, so I was watching Friends and I haven't watched it in a while. Um, and I forgot how like the first two seasons are actually really good before it sort of gets very full of itself. Um, and uh, I think the older I get, the more I appreciate some of the various aspects that I didn't appreciate, obviously, when I was a child, when it was first on the air and I caught some of it. So that's been fun. Although I think I might drop off soon. I'm in season three, but I don't think I really want to get into any of this stuff when it gets too ridiculous and just the characters become caricatures for some enunciation practice right there. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Uh, new episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. While you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be awesome if you could write a quick review about the show. Uh, by doing that, you'll help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us. And as a thank you, we will give you a very special shout out on our next episode. Um, friends, we have a review to read. So thank you to Dr. Bethany Grace, who writes, uh, this is my fave pop culture podcast, as it's the perfect balance between insider nerdiness and real world discussion. Thank you so much. I'm impressed because it was a doctor that gave us this review. So I feel very fancy and classy right now. It's awesome. Um, so see what happens. This is what happens when you leave reviews here. You get a shout out on the next episode. Everybody wins. And we get great feedback, so it's awesome. Um, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod. Or you can send an email to mothershippod at usatoday.com. This is a very special episode this week because, obviously, this is Thanksgiving weekend. But we also have, and we're going to talk about the things that we're thankful for. Um, to help us do that, we have the fourth founding member of the Mothership Podcast, Carly Malenbaum. She's back. She's here with us once again. Um, for those of you who haven't been with us for the whole six-year journey, um, this used to be a four-person show uh, when Carly was in uh, D.C. area and was part of the initial team that launched the Mothership into a podcast. She's leaving USA Today next week after nine and a half years of awesome entertainment reporting. So we thought of no one better to join us for an episode about Thanksgiving. Carly, welcome back. It's so great to have you. Hello. Hey, thanks for inviting me to come back. So uh, hi again, everyone. And to all those who only started listening more recently. <laughs> hi, bye. Uh, just going to make a quick cameo on here. Uh, but it's great that we're all zooming now. It's great to see all of you again and to hang out like we used to. So let's let's get into okay, it. Let's start yeah. here because we all talked about the things that are kind of getting us through the week. Is there one thing like pop culture wise that has gotten you through this week? Just through this week, um, you know what's gotten me through is uh, very stupid, predictable family movies that you can just play. My bad example of this is, um, have you guys seen the, is it the Princess oh, yes. Switch? Yes. On Netflix? Or Switched again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I watched two. Watched yes, two in a matter uh, of three You might days. know there's yeah. a sequel. <laughs> Oh, you've, oh yeah. you've already watched both of these, Brian. Okay, so I, yeah, I did watch Princess Switch, and then I, I last night was just like, eh, not feeling great, and I wanted to watch something 
that might make me feel better. And I think the fact that I could just watch it and like comment on how stupid it was did make me feel good. And, you know, the fact that I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Uplifting in a in a strange way. But Brian, you watched well, them all two. in a row. <laughs> I didn't have to do very much. Well, I had to I had to I had to watch okay. the, the sequel for the streaming guide and I'd never seen it before. So I figured, I figured right. I needed to see the first one. So I understood what was going on in the second. And I really did. Oh, yeah. You definitely did. I really didn't need, <laughs> need, need that. I'd pretty much just wasted <laughs> two hours of my life. Yeah, so you really, all you need to know is, yes, everyone looks like Vanessa Hudgens. And they switch. I preferred totally this movie positive. when it was on Disney um, Channel and it was called Model <laughs> Behavior. And it starred Justin Timberlake. Model Behavior was actually a better yes. version of this movie, in my opinion. Maybe that's just because I was younger when I watched it. And to be fair, I have not watched it. Model Behavior since I was younger, but I'm going to stand by my assessment with you that is right. better because <laughs> it had Justin Timberlake in it. If no one, if you don't know this, it was a, it's like a movie that came out in the mid 2000s, also a version of the princess, of, uh, not the princess and the popper, of the prince and the popper, where they switch places. Yeah, and the premise, if anyone for some reason doesn't know, is two people look identical and they decide to switch lives to uh, ultimately better everyone involved, except for like usually a guy who doesn't know that they switched. And it's like, what? What happened? <laughs> the, straight, the thing about um, those movies that always <laughs> bothers me is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the time, none of these people are related to each other, right? It's just happenstance. You look exactly like the same. <laughs> like, my first thought would be, should I get a DNA test? Are we, are, are we sure we're not sisters or brothers well, or something? Well, in the, in, the in the new movie, at right. least, I mean, like, the third Vanessa Hudgens of the many Hudgenses is related to the second Vanessa Hudgens. So there's like there's like a Chicago. Right. So there's triplets. They're cousins. No. So there's a there's a baker from baker from Chicago. That's one, and then there's the <laughs> like the Belgravia Belgravia Belgravia. I don't know, princess. Belgaria. Somewhere. It's some fictional kingdom, and and so and they switched. <laughs> that was the first movie, and then so this movie they add a, like a party girl from this place called what is it? Is it Montenero? No, no, Montenegro? no, no. I'm Mont- totally getting this confused. Oh, no, yeah, so Montenegro. The Duchess of Montenegro is the second Hudgens. Oh, so there's a Chicago baker, Duchess of Montenegro, and then there's like this like party girl cousin of the Duchesses from like Pembroke. Right. So at least they're related. <laughs> Pembroke, because my parents live on that street. I'm like Pembroke. So the third one will probably <laughs> okay. should probably be playing a dude. It's so stupid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and each Vanessa Hudgens has a, like a slightly different accent that doesn't actually mass, match match yeah, her origin, totally. like yeah. city anyway. <laughs> it's just a different accent. <laughs> yeah, but it's different from Parent Trap because they actually are sisters right. and switching places. These people, some of them are really. So anyway, yeah. Sorry to talk about uh, Princess. <laughs> no, great times, great times. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Uh, listeners, by the time you're listening to this, we have already celebrated Thanksgiving uh, during the pandemic, uh, which is just about as fun and easy as everything else in 2020 so far. Um, but even though the world is pretty crazy and awful right now, there's still lots of stuff, some nerdy pop culture and some other stuff that we're thankful for this year. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, Carly, since you're our guest, you have to start. So name, um, we're going to each pick two pop culture things that we're thankful for. So Carly, what... What's oh, your first okay. that you're thankful for? Sure. Uh, so this 
year, I don't, I can't even tell you when we did this because this year is like, you know, it's hard to differentiate time. But I uh, promised my boyfriend this year, you know what? I'm going to watch all the Mighty Ducks movies with you. He loves hockey. He loves the Mighty Ducks. He, like, will quote it, and I don't understand. And so, <laughs> you know, we watched all the movies. And I, I guess I want to say I am thankful for these movies because I had a really good time watching them. And, you know, after that, I, was, I kept being like, ducks fly together. And, it, you know, that's fun. But I also am also thankful for them because... There's a lot of weird, when you watch them one after the other, there's a lot of weird things that you notice, or at least I did as an adult watching them for the first time. Um, and one is, you know how uh, Gordon is dating, uh, what's his name? The Charlie's mom. And then suddenly like they're not dating in the next movie. And then he starts dating someone else. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. And in the first movie, there's that mentor named Hans. And then a later movie, he he's not there and there's like his relative that's like not named Hans but something else that rhymes with Hans and so the characters that change when you watch one movie after the other just really make no sense but the thought that kids don't notice that at all when you watch sequel and you wait for the movie to come out in the next couple years something about it's similar to the princess (laughs) switch I guess when you're watching something and you're just like this is so silly but but inconsequential, but I feel, like, better than this. And it, somehow that makes you, like, you feel... I've never <laughs> seen it. You're, you're, you're talking, like, like Greek to me. I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never seen any of them. Oh, I am? Oh, uh-uh. I assumed you guys all... Had, I, I thought everyone I had seen, seen every Mighty Ducks I haven't seen me. them since I was little. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> then I'm... Then I'm probably not making sense. Well, I'm not going to lie. I have them. not seen a Mighty Ducks movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm sorry to, to well, they're all just Disney point out Plus some now. strange details that mean Well, nothing. I was going to watch it tonight, so thanks. All, so, Spoiler. Spoilers. Ruined. <laughs> well, okay, so The Mighty Ducks, if apparently no one's familiar, <laughs> um, is about a, a man named Gordon Gecko who is this, like, high-powered attorney, and he gets in trouble, and then he has to do community service. And what does he do? He has to coach this hockey team that really needs him. And one of the people he coaches is is this kid uh, played by Joshua Jackson named Charlie Conway. And he's like a star player. And ultimately, why that is all relevant to what I just said is because Gordon Gecko like kind of dates his mom. Isn't like, Gordon Gecko from Wall Street? And then he dates someone else later. But um, I'm sorry, Gordon <laughs> Bombay. <laughs> I thought there was like a Wall Street cinematic universe that I didn't know about. And like, this is a sequel to Wall Street or something. (laughs) Oh my God, guys. I saw, yeah. So to your listeners, like, don't worry. I'll never be on a podcast again (laughs) saying the wrong character. I'm just confusing. Yeah. Like Gordon Gecko is a Michael Douglas character. I'm telling, talking about Emilio Estevez character named Gordon Bombay. And they only think they are both Gordons, and I'm sorry. And you guys don't even know what Mighty Ducks is, so I've just derailed this conversation again. And this is how you've, you've been so successful without me. We missed this. We missed the de- derailing. Um, but the short, We've been on the rails do, way too long. Uh, if we do edit this, I guess a shorter answer to that question is, 
is something that I am thankful for this year is the <laughs> Mighty Ducks franchise, which, as you probably know, though I realize that this team doesn't know, is about uh, a underdog hockey team coast coached by Emilio Estevez's Gordon Bombay, and I finally watch all three movies um, at the behest of my boyfriend who tried to explain that they are all amazing, and I agree that they are a lot of fun, and it is just fun to be smug about how not really amazing they are. Oh, la dee da <laughs> And just watch it with, like, that point of view. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, they, no one would ever do that. But it's like a Mighty Ducks movie. No one cares if anyone would ever do that. No one cares that this big hockey move that is, like, someone's signature move actually makes no sense in practice. No. Like, no one cares. But it's fun to be like, oh, like, that doesn't make any sense, like, based on hockey rules. Um... So I like watching movies that way sometimes when they're kids' movies and clearly meant for a different audience. <laughs> and it's got to be well, the first. It's got to be the first sports <laughs> franchise to come off of a movie, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think my yeah because it was not long after the Mighty Ducks team actually Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Yep. yep. Although now they're just the Ducks. I think that, that's they're right. no longer Mighty. I think they're just Ducks. Oh, Are they mousy? No, but I yeah. mean, they had that Lego the, or the the logo when they initially came came aboard it was almost like donald ducky and like with the mask and the duck and it very it looked very it was it was mm-hmm. hella disney and now i think less so less so it's more awesome cooler duck and i also have like some specific questions about the movie that I, we're not gonna get into because i just learned that you guys haven't watched the movies at least in the last like two decades so but because i'm confused about the change in jerseys and sponsorship when you really watch these movies in a row, you are left with so many questions. I bet, that is I bet someone on Reddit discuss. has answers. <laughs> or at least has noticed enough to ask the questions before. Yeah, that's true. That's what the internet is so Absolutely. great for. Um, Brian, what's your uh, pop culture thing you're thinking for? God, I think it has to be Hamilton. I think, you know, it's like I'm like, what, five years later than everybody else, finally? But, um, yeah, so that, Hamilton. Hamilton happened. Um, I avoided it like the plague for like five years. And like I immersed myself in it. I've watched it like every Saturday since because my my daughter loves it. Um, Everybody I interview who's ever been in Hamilton gets now gets a Hamilton question because I'm like catching up. Um, So, yeah, I think that's it. You know, it's it's just kind of special. And there's actually something else special that I can't talk about coming in the next few few. Weeks. It's also music related. That's also very good, but I can't talk about that. But it's been very. It's it's been a very musical. Um, yeah. What a tease! I think if Brian. you did some Google, you could probably figure it out. Um, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I think it's 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 interesting, kind of like because we've all been like you know kind of uh, quarantined and locked down, and we needed something to get you know we needed things to get through it. And I think you know musicals are very you know and and Broadway's been shut down and everything. So I think Hamilton was one th- one thing that really was there for a lot of people. It's like seventy five million Disney subscribers or something, and like I think it became a thing now again. It was very timely in terms of politics, and I think you know if you never if you could if you never saw it on Broadway or, or lost fifty bazillion like lottery chances and never have been able to see the show you got to see the original show and you will probably never be able to see that ever again 
but now people can. And I don't think a lot of people a lot of, that doesn't happen a lot with with like original shows. This is like do this is like Family Opera with like Sarah Brightman in it, and it's now going to be like on film forever. And and I think that's pretty cool. And I think a lot of I think people people really have needed that this year. You know, kind of what what Hamilton, the themes of Hamilton, you know, what it's about what it tells us about ourselves and what about our future, where we're headed and about, you know, just being Americans. And I think, I think it's been something we really needed this year. Plus it's awesome. So I think, I think between like the, the awesomeness and like the historical nature of it, I think, you know, it's something what we need. I need it. And I think a lot of people have needed. Kelly, your turn. What's your pick? Um, I'm going to feel like I'm going to make Brett very happy by picking Animal Crossing New Horizons, um, which is not the first video game I've ever played, but the first video game I've ever played with any type of regularity. Um, And I am particularly thinking of it because I lived with my in-laws for three and a half months this year and didn't really have a good setup to play it. Like, obviously, the Switch has the personal mode, but it's just there was, you know, you're your routines are different. You have different responsibilities and time and everything. So I just couldn't really play it that often for three and a half months. And now that we're in our own house again, I'm back to playing it every day. And I realized how much I missed it. Um, It is very gratifying to have a little world that I can control. It is very gratifying to do things that I'm not really doing that much this year, like pick out really cute outfits um, or do outdoor activities, quote unquote, like fishing, um, and buy things and spend a ton of fake money. So, um, we've talked about how much we love it on this podcast before, and I'm not reintroducing it this week, but I'm just refinding my love for it. And I'm very, very excited. And there is just a new update. So now I've got a lot more storage and that was one of my biggest problems recently. So that's very exciting. Do you guys ever see each other on Animal Crossing? No, because we don't pay for the thing. Do you ever? Um, so there's there's an option uh, where you pay um, to play online, and so part of that is you can share a code of where your island is, and then you can share it with someone, and then they can visit you or you visit them, and they can check out your island. It's actually fun because then you can get other like fruit that aren't on your island natively. So it's great because once you can do that, you make way more money with the bells and all that. So it's awesome. So my 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 daughter um, has done a lot of out school classes with like the Animal Crossing. She's met like a lot of little little friends who she goes Aww. to their islands and they come to her. Yeah. Oh, that's um, nice. There's this one one kid. I like <laughs> kid that's her boyfriend. I don't. I, who knows how? I mean, it's probably her age. You know, but uh. it's just, but she doesn't. She doesn't. You know, I me and my wife get a get. Like it's her no, boyfriend no, no, in the like, game. Just kidding. Just like oh, is your boyfriend coming to the island today? You know, just, just stupid things. Oh. And yeah, they're eight, for goodness sakes. And, but, I like, mean, I got married when I was, when I was three. <laughs> I, I threw a wedding. I, I did when I was yeah. five. But it's like, it's, so. it's been really fun because she, cause she can meet, <laughs> she, you know, because she, she doesn't have, you know, with remote learning and everything, she, does, she sees classmates on Zoom, but, you know, she doesn't get any FaceTime or like real, like, honest to goodness, you know, human right. time with people. So I think that's been that's been a way for for her to get through this. It's just kind of like talking talking with other kids on these you know, out out school animal crossing things and you know, she now she's gotten into Super Smash Brothers, so that's like a thing. So Animal Crossing's been kind of like a cool social thing for her to to help get her through all this. 
I'm not going to lie. I was really excited the episode I found out that you and Kelly were both playing Animal Crossing together. So I was like, oh, everybody's doing it now. It's so great. It's fun. (laughs) Um, Okay, my pick for the thing I'm most thankful for. um, So I was torn. I picked TV sitcoms. And the reason I did that was because I honestly had a hard time picking one because I kind of flipped between a bunch. But I, between The Office and Parks and Rec and Superstore, which I am in the middle of watching now, um, you know, I just... I'm very thankful for that, for, for just TV sitcoms in general, because that has been my go-to anytime I just need to unplug and get away from just everything. Um, the Office in particular, to the point, you know, I, I binged it, I think, twice now since pandemic, to the point where my wife has banned me from watching The Office because she doesn't want to sit through The Office anymore. Um, so there's that. But, I, you know, Superstore, I started watching. <laughs> Uh, which is a fantastic show. Um, it's really funny. Um, it gets a lot more real world than I expected, but it's still funny and it tackles those issues in a really smart way, in a funny way. So I really like it. Um, and Parks and Rec's another one that you know I've enjoyed as well. But yeah, just um, that I always feel like that's been my go-to on TV. And again, it's been that way with Pandemic in particular. So I'm definitely grateful for the sitcoms. Um, okay. Round two. Uh, Carly, what's your next thing that you're thankful for? Uh, the next thing I'm thankful for is Disney musicals. Well, in particular, Tangled, which actually, I mean, as of when this podcast airs, will have just turned 10 years old. And I've long felt that this, uh, this movie has been underappreciated. I've, I've always been a Rapunzel Tangled fan. And I mean, not only was it a good movie 10 years ago. It's particularly a great movie right now because it it somehow really relates to being in quarantine and living in a pandemic. And I will no, tell you why. the first song. <laughs> her song. Yep. Yes. Her, one of my favorite Disney songs, which again, I don't think gets enough love. It's an Alan Menken song and it's brilliant. And it's called When Will My Life Begin? Rapunzel, you know, the girl with the long blonde hair, sings about all the crap she does all day when she's stuck in the tower and she just lists it and she does it all. So she's like, piano, baking, painting, cleaning, brushing my hair. And like, goes it's literally like every single pandemic until activity. she's like, <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, ah, now it's 7.15. <laughs> um, so that's how basic. I mean, that's pretty early on in the movie. Great song, very relatable. And she, she's listing some hobbies that people I know are getting into now. But this was a Disney movie from 10 years ago. Um, so there's that. Uh, also, she is, of course, stuck inside her house. Um, her, she lives with Mother Gothel, Gothel, who she thinks is her mom. And this woman says, like, you can't leave the house. It's very dangerous. Like, there's a plague out there. Like, she literally says all of this. And when she finally does leave the the tower, which she does early on in the movie, she has this like emotional kind of panic attack. Well, she goes from being elated and so excited to be being outside, being like, maybe I shouldn't have left. Maybe this is a terrible choice. Maybe I need to go back. And um, as someone who has left their house and then been worried that perhaps they should go back home, it was a relatable scene. Uh, so there's that, uh, the food, the film ultimately builds to this very emotional family reunion where, uh, Rapunzel, who has actually never met her biological parents, spoiler alert, finally does. Um, and it's not, it's what makes it so like when you watch it now and when I watch it recently, I kind of teared up because 
they see each other and then they hug in a way like you'd hug someone if you hadn't in a long time and they hug and then they like collapse to the ground like it's this embrace that you know once you see those people that you haven't seen in a while you'll probably do once you're able to do and oh like really I I felt that film so Tangled 10 years later if you haven't seen it which I don't know why you haven't why don't people see this movie I don't know Um, you should watch it again or watch it for the first time. I feel like I feel yeah. like Tangled is one of those underrated movies, and also I think part of the problem with that movie was that Frozen pretty much swallowed it whole. Like once Frozen came out, it's like it got forgotten. It's true. It's true. Frozen came out, and people forgot all about Tangled. And Frozen's great. I don't think we need to have the movies compete and say Tangled one is, is better. better. But in my personal opinion, oh, okay. So Kelly, I'm with you. In my personal opinion, I, I just. I, f- I found Tangled to be a, a better movie. There's this, the journey that the protagonist goes on is richer, in my opinion. She's like a really good person. I mean, Mandy Moore voices her and sings beautifully, of course. And the guy she, you know, who becomes her romantic interest, I find kind of like, you know, he's layered, he's interesting. It's a good story. And it's really wonderful music. Um, and actually... I did, since I love Tangled so much, I insisted I write about it for its 10th anniversary. So I did interview uh, one of the directors, Byron Howard, and I was talking to him about what he's doing in, in when he's stuck at home. I mean, he had Rapunzel doing all of this stuff. Is he doing all of this stuff? And he, he's like, honestly, no, I am just playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brian, what's your next pick? Um, probably Supernatural. 15 seasons. You know, it's, I've never, there's no other probably show I will ever watch regularly, not binging at all for 15 seasons. Probably it's going to be the first and last. And, you know, I, it, I was sad to see it go, it, it, you know, but goodbye was okay. You've been yeah. with that show for so long. Didn't you even host Comic-Con panels? Yeah, I've, I've interviewed many times, moderated you went to panels Comic-Con. with them, did a Zoom call, of course, because COVID, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, and I don't, I don't, and I actually wrote about this. I didn't write in detail because it doesn't even get in the detail. But I'm like, I'm not one of these people who be like, oh, you know, a TV show or movie helped get me through something. But like, you know, the second season of this, this show, I was in a dark place. I was living in a place that wasn't great, you know, figuratively, figuratively and, and literally. Wow. And I wasn't, I was in a dark place myself. And like that show every week got me through it and you know I, I feel like that's that's you know that forever tied me to the, like this weird little horror show that could and you know I, I feel like I feel like it could have gone on forever but like it had an end it was fine it wasn't like the best ending it wasn't wor- the worst ending but you know it was like it was this one story is done and it was, it's kind of a cool thing it, you know there was a cathartic ending there was some you know there was tears on my part you know even before the series there was like in the penultimate episode and the the, the finale both wrapped up a lot of things emotionally and i think you know it's, it's pretty cool to just have a show end it's not going to have like some spinoff and not continue on till you know everybody hates it Kelly, what's your second pick? <laughs> well, I was going to talk about <clears throat> watching Supernatural for the first time during the pandemic. Um, but I think Brian covered that very nicely. And 
But 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 that's different though. That's different from you know watching for the first time now versus Brian who's watched it pretty much live yeah. the whole time. It's I think it's a different. Yeah, I mean I have not no? gotten to the finale yet because there's there are a lot of episodes of Supernatural and if you haven't had 15 years to watch them, <laughs> it can take you some time. Um, and I uh, so I'm in season 10, um, and there was a period when I was. There wasn't a lot going on when I thought I was going to finish it before they f- actually aired the finale episode. But then uh, they started making more TV shows again. And I had to watch a lot more for work. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I've it made me kind of think that, like, you know, I am very thankful for for television in general. Um, like, I turned to Supernatural because I wanted something long and that I knew would be satisfying um, to watch during all this. I watched a lot of different stuff at the beginning. Um, I watched all of Elementary, which was really fun. I rewatched uh, The Great British Baking Show again for myself. Um, I finally convinced my husband to watch Buffy. Um, and... But wait, now that you convinced him to watch it, is that now a show you can't watch yeah. without him? Yeah, so we're still you, in Is we're this still shooting in yourself three. in the foot? It's been months. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> right so like you if you introduce him to shows you really love then you aren't able yeah. to continue watching them. um to yeah a little bit too but reliably even though it's what i do for a living and sometimes i don't want to watch things because it's work or i have to watch really 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 terrible television um i'm thankful that it's been you know the ability to watch tv not necessarily make TV, but the ability to watch TV has been very uninterrupted by all of this. And um, I think some things, like, for example, we were talking about Schitt's Creek um, and uh, that show only became that. I mean, it was already it had a lot of Netflix viewership, but, you know, I think it won all those Emmys because it's joyful. It was on Netflix. It's really easy to watch all of it at once. And people are watching TV right now, so... That is something I am thankful for, and for and for my living. I like I like money. Also helps definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Okay, my second pick. This one's kind of I don't know if this is kind of messed up or not because it's kind of the absence of something that I'm thankful for, which is a oh, year without a Star Wars yes. movie. Um, I a lot of this is because mm. of everything that happened with the last Star Wars movie, but also part of it too is because of the Mandalorian. Um, it's a great show, and the more I watch it, the more I feel like I don't think I want another movie for a really long time. I like the TV stuff. I like what Star Wars is doing with TV. I'd much rather them focus more on TV and get a lot more TV than have another movie. Um, you know, like I said, Mando's been great. Second season so far has been really fun. Baby Yoda's still amazing. Um, but yeah, I think just the the fact that the TV show has been so good and the fact that just the taste in my mouth from the last movie and the discourse after the fact like I'm very thankful there's no more Star Wars movies right now so there you go we'll talk more about it next week big Mando episode next week yes yes super Mando episode little baby Yoda episode (laughs) exactly Um, okay listeners it's your turn what are you thankful for pop culture or otherwise in this hellscape year that is 2020 let's talk about it on Twitter you can find us at Mothership Pod or you can tweet at us directly. I'm at Brett Molina 23. I'm at Brian Truitt. And I'm at K-Lols, K-L-A-W-L-S. And Carly's at? 
Oh, I'm at that girl Carly. I will continue to be at that girl Carly. So feel free to reach out. So we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Um, but thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producer of the mothership, Natalie Boyd. Again, if you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode, you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. It helps other people find the show and we get awesome feedback. Um, if Apple Podcasts isn't your thing, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, until next week, nerds out. Later. Later. Bye.